All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith. Chuck just came racing down the stairs to the baby dungeon, leapt over Thomas the Tank Engine, is dressed insanely, which I think is just regular. I normally see Chuck in his casual wear. Chuck has been around people. He's wearing a My Little Pony. Are you a brony? No, a, a friend of mine get, got me. Hey, now, by the way. <laughs> That's the voice of Chuck you're hearing as he puts on his headphones. Get those cans Here on. Here we are. Cans. You guys sound good. Chuck has just rolled in uh, from the fine Republic of Louisville. All black. From the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Yes. Kangle hat. In it is the Commonwealth, right? Uh, I don't know what that One means. One of the few sta- I have no idea what it means either. Mm-hmm. I like the ha- Kangle because it shows off your new Gallagher hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm very growing, important. I'm growing my hair out in the back. Well, I don't have any hair on the top. So. Usually you wear like a diaper hat, like a half-filled diaper. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a beanie or yeah. scully or a scully. Knit, knit cap. Yes. You guys watching that new Scully and Molders? No. no. So boring. I'd imagine. I, I, it's, I that's, that's Chris second, Carter is like 92 years old. That's second movie? He can't and most be. people he don't even remember. Oh, the Vikings <laughs> keeps, not yeah. too long ago. Catching touchdowns. I'm referring to the creator. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that second movie, when it turned out, we skipped the entire, like, there's that exciting chemistry between Mulder and Scully. They can't have each other. And then the second movie jumped forward for like 15 years, and they were like a dull, loveless marriage. I love it. I was it. like, that wasn't a great decision. That's accuracy. Keith, but I have a question. There are two uh, uh, tools on your on the desk here in the baby dungeon. What have you been doing? Just baby stuff. Just baby stuff. Guys. Actually, honestly, uh, I think those tools are left over from uh, Fast Break Breakfast Greatest Hits episode <laughs> from when I changed the battery of my car. Oh, I think, oh I think that's tool, what I was thinking. I think the tools are still I was out. like, is this from when you were a man for that's, 20 that's minutes? A, what is that, a socket wrench? Anyway, carried away. Chuck is dressed crazy. John, how are you? John rolled up before I let you answer. John rolled up in a light blue Prius, oh, which was stunning to see. Mm. It was uh, shades of TJ Mackey, Frank TJ Mackey rolling up in a Saturn. <laughs> it was that yeah. that dissonance. Sort of y'all, like, oh. y'all don't know about my Prius? John in that Prius is something else. That is my secret car that yeah. I hate. It's your secret car that you hate that also is only driven by your girlfriend. That's correct. She does not let you drive it ever. And it's mine. And I you purchased that you car. You own that car. That's with the, my money. The, 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 the and somehow story. I have been banished to the lesser Toyota. To the crappy uh, forerunner well, from the early 90s. Well, if I had 90s. the driving record of you, uh, or I would say if my partner had that driving record, they would also not be allowed in my car. No. I, I, my driving record is fairly clean until recently. Nah, that was that was a bum charge. Well, kid. I wasn't trying. I wasn't driving, <laughs> but <laughs> I did go to jail. Bum charge. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are racing through our episode today with the time crunch that is uh, seasonally based on the few weeks of the year I work. Keith's only it's got pageant a few season, everyone. He's got rehearsal. Uh, that's right. I, I, I play pageants. <laughs> it's not true, but let's go with that. It's with uh, breakfast. Did we have breakfast today? Oh, I had tea and crumpets. Ooh. Or in my case, bagged Bam Bam Bigelow oolong tea mm. and Girl Scout cookies, Keith. I love cookies. I am involved in a massive Girl Scout cookie conspiracy because I'm trying to purchase and place the exact number of Girl Scout cookies that were left when my girlfriend left. Ooh. <laughs> my girlfriend's on vacation. Yeah, yeah. We take separate vacations because we're enlightened. Yes. Oh, oh, 100% behind that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when she left, there was like a pack and a half of Thin Mints in the freezer. I ate those as soon as she left. Right away. They yeah. probably didn't last 30 minutes. Good for you. But now I have place because she gets back tomorrow. A pack and a half of Boom. Thin Mints in the freezer. Will she ever know? Of course not. The peanut butter sandwich cookies, I don't know the name. What is that? Tag-alongs. Tag-alongs. <clears throat> Tag-alongs. She had placed the remaining ones, maybe seven of them, in a sandwich baggie. I've recreated the scene because <laughs> I ate those last night. And then the Samoas, it was ha- the box was half gone. I almost brought you some Samoas to get the half of them gone, but I forgot. And I don't think you're a coconut man. 
So, Am I right? Oh, I don't. Of course not. I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's way too uh, That's international. Too much nuance. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii, where's that? <laughs> Coconut cinema. <laughs> but uh, I've recreated it, and I think I'm going to get away with it this time. You uh, you are in the early stages of, of candy shoveling, whatever, sneaking candy. Right. I'm, I'm at the stages where I, I start, I, I'm, a, I'm a late season Dexter. I'm starting to get sloppy. Right. I'm not cleaning up my crime scenes like you would think. My son will come downstairs and see candy wrappers like in the couch. And I can't like, wait for John Lithgow to show up. He's like, he's like, Dada, who, who ate candy? And I'm like, son, I did after you went to bed. Wow. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Uh, what is the what is the power ranking of the Girl Scout cookies? I feel Thin, like I, Thin Mints is like at a warrior's level to me. Like no way, I'm will never to, be touched. I'm there too. No yeah. way, I've never even met someone who Thin Mints isn't their favorite. I, so I'm excited. I hate a lot of people don't like the chocolate. No, mint. it's it's tag. I hate okay. mint and chocolate. I think mint is just a like ugh. Whoa. Just a nonsense uh, snack, like sweet snack. This is like being on a safari and seeing big game, or more accurately, <laughs> probably like. You go on one of those whale trips, and the whale comes right up next to the boat. It's you can't believe it happened, but here we are. The Sam- a Thin Mints hater. The Samoas. Samoas are good. Samoas my number two. Tagalogs. Um, I like Tagalongs. Tagalongs or Tagalogs? Tagal- I, Tagalong matter. makes a lot more sense not gonna, in my head. Not going to find out. Ta- uh, t- I think Tagalong is what you call somebody from Guam. Mm. Um, I think you're right. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, the native people there. Yeah, no, that that that's just... I, if you like, you know... Any sort of that stuff. You see them Girl Scout cookie uh, sellers. You're dead to rights the second you walk to any Tag along. Store. You see those Girl Scouts in Colorado setting up outside uh, weed, weed dispensaries? Dispensaries, yeah. There was a girl, they had the first, Ruthless. The first girl who did it three years ago in, in San Francisco or outside San Francisco sold out of um, all of her cookies in like 117 minutes. A Tagalog is a member of a people originally of central Luzon in the Philippine Islands. Oh, Philippines, not Guam. Wow. That was impressive. I thought you were just throwing ethnic... uh, Chuck was in the military. No, yeah. That's right. Uh, My breakfast... And is Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) My breakfast was a mixture. It was kind of out of order. My birthday was last week, which you would know if you listened to our episode. Shout out. Uh, so I, I've had some, you know, some baked goods. Uh, my mother-in-law, she's staying with us right now, watch, helping out with the kids. She made me some, like, a clear dish. It's incredible. But I've been starting my day every day with that. It's probably not good for you. And I actually, I think I was so sugared out, I actually had to, had to have a, a, a fried egg chaser. So right before you guys came over. Fried egg chaser. Uh, and I, I, I cook hear my- your arteries hardening. Yeah. Wow. So it was good. I had, had to get a little of that, just a little salt pepper. Did on you the put eggs. it in like a ramekin and just take it like a shot? I just uh, honestly, uh, I threw it in the searing hot pan. I'm a, I'm a flash fryer. Uh, yeah. I know that's not the actual term flash frying means, but I've, I just cook the eggs as fast as possible. Works that was for me. The, uh, move, man. So yeah, that was, that, that was my breakfast. A little bit of some eclair dessert with eggs as the breakfast that's as, that's as on brand as you get. Mm. It, yeah, it is. So Instead of salt and pepper, do you sugar your eggs? Yeah. I don't. Sugar and brown sugar. Uh, and brown butter. I could try that. Let's, <laughs> I, I think I smell a, a vid- an upcoming video. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Speaking Content. of which, it's a little bit like returning to the scene of the crime. And you notice my back is to the door. I can get to the exit faster than either of you. <laughs> and I have a gun pointed at both of you under the table. It's kind of crazy. That gun is... <laughs> Huge. I know we're real scattered and smothered already. Sorry, Not folks. basketball. Sorry, related. folks. But John mentioning a a hot chip challenge he gave us of a ghost pepper spiked Carolina Reaper. Carolina Carolina Reaper uh, pepper on this tortilla chip. We made a video for our Patreon people. We also shared it. It's a video. you can find it if you need to find it. Find if you're not in the Patreon thing. Uh, it was really hot. Yeah. But the real effect was the post-video thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go to work. And I told John, like, is this going to make me sick? I have to go to work. Like, it burned. But it was like a familiar, this is what really hot, like, hot chicken. This is hot. You know, my face is numb, burning. No big deal. Nose, but it was eyes poison. watering. It was fine. Later, poison. the poison hit. I was doubled over. Like this is just something that people who are over thirty can't do, right? It was just it's a young man's pain. game. I got in my car; it was doubled over. I felt like I was in uh, some kind of weird movie where I had to get to the. Ho- I'm just driving to a middle school. Yeah. Uh, like you were in Collateral. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I pulled him up. There is no limo company, Keith. I'm, t- I'm texting my wife like I feel deathly ill. Like this is extreme violent stomach pain. 
and uh, I, I'm shotgunning that 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 milkshake. Chuck gave oh, me. Yeah. I Chuck sh- thinks the milkshake was the was the. I was thinking this. I actually, I, actually yeah. I asked. I texted Abby. I'm like, is the milkshake is it is it is it, is it bad news? Is it not working? She said. I'd oh, like to maybe. think that the heat was curdling it inside of your. Body. Anyway, yeah. I get to work so and and I even reaction. I even feel bad. I'm supposed to like I clock in. They pay yeah. me, they pay me hourly, and so uh, clock in immediately take a dump. No, no, no. That's I a felt, pro move. I, I actually felt bad. <laughs> they pay me enough where I'm like I. I feel bad clocking in and going to the bathroom and being sick. But I, uh, I went in. I went into the bathroom. I took took my shirt off. That's cause, incredible. Because I was worried I was going to throw up. Throw up on Keith yourself. Keith is an idiot savant. Like, like I felt, I felt so sick to my stomach. I was like doubled over. I was like, please, I just want to. I want to go to the bathroom. Maybe that'll help. And then I, I was, but then I'm like, I need to take my shirt off in case I throw up because I can't go to this this middle school, this ritzy middle school's play rehearsal right. uh, with like vomit on my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I took my shirt and jacket off, hug them over uh, like a stall, and then, it, then the moment passed. And then I was good. It was like 20 minutes of extreme. I felt like I'd been food poisoned. Yeah. I mean, I had been food poisoned. Yeah. In in the strictest sense of the word. But then what Secretly. happened was uh, I personally, privately texted Keith and told him to let's ham that up. Got me pretty and good. And get Burr to uh, feel as bad as possible considering yeah. he, while he's revenge, an awful person. Revenge was had. John, he, he's <laughs> an awful person. He does have like some semblance of remorse. I for didn't want to make you guys sick. No, no, that, was, that wasn't the point. And then he ended up, uh, yeah, I almost had him bring... Um, Pepto Bismol to Murfreesboro. Oh, yeah. he did. John didn't well, offer. He did. I, I w- to be f- sure, I would have Amazon Prime. Oh, you would have for sure Prime now to you. <laughs> you would have got uh, both of you. Drone shut um, up. Anyway, let's get let's get Chuck, let's get to your breakfast. Oh, so my breakfast. Uh, I was in Louisville yesterday. Louisville. Uh, we went to uh, a, a distillery for Angels Envy. Envy. Disgusting liquor. Um, it's fine. Uh, Tastes like rum. It's kind of weird. It's, Shout out our friend Corey, who's a rep. Your liquor's gross. So we uh we go to the we did the tour. It it's fine. And then uh then we proceeded to just get hammered in Louisville all night. Shammered. Woke up this morning after not making too many terrible decisions last night. And I had the hotel breakfast. You had free breakfast. Oh yeah, it was it's a continental. Little, it was a little cup with some hash, um it was some potato hash and uh, like ham in it with a poached egg on top. It was good. That was good. Yeah, but then I walked across the street and got uh eight uh, double crystal, uh, sorry, White Castle burger, uh, cheeseburgers. It's an easy mistake to make. Uh, walked in. There was an omen there in the drive-thru. There was a you know, do not enter sign on both sides of the drive-thru when you're driving out. <laughs> and then right between it was the White Castle sign kind of glowing. <laughs> and I, di- I disregarded two of those signs. In hindsight, that was a grim augury. Oh, it was incredibly bad. This place was, this was the best White Castle I've ever been to. Clean. It had uh, a big red fountain pool spout. Wow! Um, Say what? Now? The big red, the the like a slot machine? No, the oh, like a soda jerk, like a soda jerk, like um, a big red fountain. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. you know the big red soda kind of weirdly tastes like a root beer, but is red, and it makes yeah. you kind of curious, like a cheer wine. Or yeah, a... yeah, it's almost like that. It's like it's like a Fago rock and ride. That's what it is, Fago esque. My ninja. So then they have Coke freestyle, which if you guys don't know what Coke freestyle is, it's the your ability to pour yourself a drink with any number of uh, flavor variations. That's what the, the, the touchscreen. Yeah, the, with the touchscreen, you know, you get your cherry Coke vanilla. Boom. Shout out Moe's Burrito. First time I ever saw one of those. Man, that, it blew your mind when you saw it first really time. Did. Welcome to Moe's. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, those, I, I'm not done. Oh, and I'm then uh, after White Castle, <laughs> we will, we, on the on the going. ride back, uh, we stopped at a gas station. Did and you I, go to the Wawa? I we went to a Wawa and I got a uh, I got a no, I got a uh, Rice Krispie treat. Oh. with a large chocolate milk. I'm and I I'm do not feel good right now. Yeah, I feel awful. I'm burping a lot. My, Could have been the alcohol and illicit drugs. I it's probably part partially that as well. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, it's theory fine. I have. All right. Well, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often, frequently, the first time we talk about the NBA now that we are 14 minutes into this episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Okay, so look, sorry, I say it all the time. We've we've said every kind of apology here. You've apologized you know, a lot in life, uh, and and especially on this show. And um, it, I'm sorry, has a couple meanings, and usually it's using an apology. But today I will use those combination of those two words to gloat. Okay, um, because I'm sorry. Who told you that Dwayne Wade was a sleeper agent? 
Destined to return to claim his birthright of Miami's greatest sports figure ever. Sorry, Dan Marino. I did. It was you that told me that. I'm sorry. Did you not believe me when I said he was only in Chicago and Cleveland to destroy the more, his mortal enemies? You did say that. I did, did I not? I'm sorry. I'm you sorry, guys. That. Listen to me when I talk. I know what's going on with this franchise. I have to give it to you. Chuck is the man on the corner. He's the man with the 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 mm. what, what's the billboard you wear? Yeah, it the, says the, uh, end is nigh. the sandwich end is, board. End is near. Yeah. He's 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 the guy in Twelve Monkeys so. screaming about the end of the world, and we're like that that guy's crazy. He's Walter Rorschach Kovacs. Chuck, uh, <laughs> completely getting it right. Uh, it, it makes perfect sense. It doesn't uh, at all surprise me that he was given back to Miami for literally nothing. It's a conditional second round pick. That's never going to be conditioned. <laughs> it's mind blowing. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he had to he, go back because they had to clear the yeah, air. Yeah, because he stinks. Yeah. They had to excise the the Cavaliers had to excise the cancer. Yeah, he he wasn't playing too well. Yeah, I'm just I I really hope he doesn't cut into uh, ball for life Josh Richardson's minutes too much. I mean, he didn't start the first game. Didn't look good in the first game either. Yeah, he's better than Deion Waiters, guys. Uh, I don't. I damning with faint praise. It is kind of true. Um, <laughs> I, very much so. Still better. Than he's Ken still Rogers. better than him. But in my my head, I was like, when we when we signed him I, or brought him back, I was like, man, if we can just get like a little bit of Dion out of him, and that was the saddest moment as a Heat fan I've yeah. had in a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing watching like what the fifth best shooting guard of all time come off the bench for his old team after a weird jaunt around the league. Yeah, whatever. But in this case, uh, it's a perfect retirement opportunity. His Kaiser Soze routine is and Pat, pretty impressive. I mean, and Pat Riley won. Instead of paying him a Kobe Bryant like two-year $50 million, mm-hmm. just stick around, here's your golden parachute. Yeah. No, no, he said get lost. Now he's got him on a veteran minimum, and we'll probably will sign him for veteran right. minimum. Like the veteran minimum. Is Dan Gilbert just like watching a coffee cup slowly fall, hearing... Kevin Space to say, "Where's your head? Where's your head, Agent Kulian? That's right. I mean, what is happening, Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Um, in my, but what what works out too is like it's kind of best of both worlds. Wade got most of his money from Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah they paid um, him fifteen million. Right. Is he triple dipping? So I, I don't believe, know. Triple, I triple believe he's triple dipping. He's got oh. Chicago and Cleveland paying him and collecting a minimum from Miami. This is a Chuck. Oh. Breakfast no, road we traded trip him. level. I don't think eatery. the Cavs are paying him. Oh, that's right. It's we traded him, yeah. so the Cavs aren't paying him. But listen, damn, Chicago's paying him. That's incredible. It's incredible. Greg Monroe's getting that full double dip too. It's awesome. It just feels. It's just a good day. I know it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to improve our chances to win. But geez. Well, my apology is also kind of related to the Heat. Last week, when Tim Hardaway Jr. Won the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. I pointed out that that's probably the only father-son combination, the Hardaways, that uh, both have gone one for 14 in a game. I was wrong. Tim Hardaway Sr. never went one for 14 in a game. He did, however, uh, have one of the greatest iShop historical performances in Oprah 17, but the worst uh, one-for performance of Tim Hardaway Sr.'s life was just one for 12, so I misspoke. And as far as I can tell... There has never been a father-son combination who have both gone uh, one for 14 or worse in an NBA game uh, unless Brian Russell and Bill Russell are related. Has there ever been a father-son combination that have been uh, super-duper baptized teabagged by Giannis Antetokounmpo? Uh, because Tim Hardaway Jr. knows what Giannis's undercarriage smells he like He is uh, familiar with the taint. Goodness gracious. I like it like it was like Green Balls of Fire. He it's like he <laughs> caught a stray. Mm-mm, he yeah. wasn't watching. No. Oh yeah. Like he was kind of back on the fast break, but wasn't completely engaged. And all of a sudden, like something went over his head. Did, uh, did he was someone like, guys? What, what, what did, did someone just jump? Like jump all yeah. the way over my head? Yeah. Yeah. Was were those balls? It was like weirdly like yeah. Yeah. yeah was someone it, sitting on my face? Did an owl or bat swoop down? No, those were his balls. It was like Free Willy, but with nuts. It's like Free Willy, but you don't even notice Free Willy just jumped over you. <laughs> right. Like, hey, what? That's why the Vince Carter dunk's better, because that guy... Oh, he knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like 7'3". Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, I'm going to apologize to uh, Irvin Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. I've been having a lot of fun at their expense lately, here and on the Twitters and the patron-only Slack chat, but that was a masterful trade they pulled off. They've really set the deck up really well. Right. But here's the thing, like, is this ma- is this magic or is this LeBron? Is this 
Is he orchestrating his Showtime secession? I mean, is he clearing the way for him to go to L.A.? There From afar? So, there are so many potential storylines in play. Ha! No! Like, did the Cavaliers just clear the deck for the Lakers? For that. So yes. LeBron can leave? Magic had, Magic and Blink had just said, we're going to wait for 2019 free agency. And then, like, this happened. Mm-hmm. So this must have not been their idea. And no, no their long-term planning had to, couldn't have involved this because they cleared most of that salary cap with uh, D'Angelo Russell. They could have kept him, kind of. I don't. Things I, have changed. I also have really fallen, and maybe this is just old age. I've really fallen into this: the world is complete luck type right. of uh, viewpoint. Ah, fatalism. Everything will break. NBA GMing, <laughs> so much luck, and, there, and there's no way to tell like what is skill and what is luck. We talk about it all the time with with our our Grizzlies, but like the did Rod Polinka think up this deal? Or was the Cavs being like, we got to get somebody to keep LeBron around? Did this just fall into their laps? This is the same as we praise the Warriors. The Warriors offered Draymond Green, you know, for Kevin Love. Right. Like, like, would that have worked? We don't know. Uh, Like, everyone's talking about, I mean, not so much as now as the Nets are climbing up the tankathon standings. Right. Everyone's like, you know, GM Sean Marks is doing a great job. He offered donuts money, Mm. Eunice $37 million. uh, And it was only from the pure incompetence of Modi Yunus's agent that they don't have this huge contract right on their books. So some of it You're always seems one to be luck. misstep from being the Grizzlies, aren't you? Yeah. So see I that's a team where luck is not a factor. That's sheer incompetence. That's grotesque. <laughs> but it was the bizarre That's more of me thinking the, 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 the gr- grind era was all yeah. was all luck. Yeah, you're right. Was all luck. Anyway, a big fat Spanish. You know what in. wasn't luck? Uh, Pat Riley orchestrating the greatest uh, free agents uh, see grab in the history of the NBA. It was all uh, it wasn't a luck. perfect convergence of luck. It was no luck. It was collusion that will never be proven until a book is written in twelve years <laughs> when all these players are retired. Jeff Perlman's going to get after that one. Yeah. All right. Well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we move to our steak and eggs, best thing, we have some listener. Questions. Some of our Patreon supporters have submitted questions in the Croissant Questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Uh, Joe Yoder asks... Joe Yoder, indeed. Yoder. If you could choose one young player to fast forward into their prime during this season, who do you pick and why? So I'm going with uh, Porzingis. I know he's injured. It's a sad, <laughs> sad day. I was um, literally wearing a Porzingis shirt uh, on the way here, and before I stepped out, I went, I'm not wearing this to the podcast. That's depressing. No, that's and switched to, oh, 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 He's got, he's got a, a Mutombo Nuggets. Mm. Who wants to sex Mutombo? Continue. So, uh yeah, so I'm going Porzingis and not on the court, I don't care. <laughs> but I cuz right now he's, you know, whatever, he's an all-star, first all-star nod this year. He's, you know, one of the, the better players in the league. First, you know, 20 games, he was kind of unstoppable. Uh and he's dating Instagram celebrities. I think when he's a MVP candidate, what where's the ceiling? You know, we got his, Jennifer, his ceiling is Jennifer like Lawrence. A, uh, Whoa! Oh, it's dating ceiling. Dating ceiling. I was, oh, was going to say his his. It sounds like his ceiling is going to be like sleeping passed out in a dumpster in the meatpacking district. I, <laughs> like you got to quit chasing chasing Instagram models yeah. when you're a hundred millionaire. Yeah, it's kind like of that is my, not a good thing to do. He's he's uh, yeah he's getting worked. <laughs> Two things. I I never <laughs> notice athletes dating anyone of intelligence. Mm. So I don't know if if an actress is in <laughs> order. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle so I was, I was Union. Say, Gabby Union is is brilliant. She is. Who's what? What is, I don't even know what a Gabby Union is. She was uh, Gabrielle she, Union. She's who the, is she? She is a, a superstar. She was in. Uh, even I know who she is. Yeah, she was in Bad Boys too, yeah. the greatest movie ever made. I do like Bad Boys too. Yeah, but I don't know who she is. She's, I know she has herpes. She was the girl. She was a girl that uh, Will Smith wasn't supposed to have sex with in Bad Boys too. Well, two things. Having sex. With. I I see dating models, not an actress, because actresses are liars and. Thieves and oh. to be a to be a thespian, you have to be a super hyper criminal. Well, here we go. Trust me. <laughs> uh, and also, I don't know. By the time Porzingis comes back, is Jennifer Lawrence gonna be a thing? I don't know. I, I don't even starting to bomb. I don't know who who's the hot girl she's now. Gotta get, Al Gadot. Who is get, it? Oh, she's so, she's so just beautiful. took my breath away. She's so beautiful. Wonder Woman. Man. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a movie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, 
Actresses are smart. <laughs> Thespians are smart. You have to be, you're lying at a level that no one else is lying at. Right. If you ever meet an actor or an actress, that's some. That's like a gifted lying maniac. Yeah. Don't believe anything Trust they me, ever say. I have like five auditions. Because they could be acting. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, who's the answer to your question? Uh, who do you want to see in the prime? I got to go with Embiid just because, uh, like, my paranoia surrounding his impending injury is like three days of the Condor, Kyrie Irving, Instagram, like Twitter link level. So I just need <laughs> you know, it to happen as fast as possible. So let's just fast forward it now. That'll do. That's I don't even I don't like the question because I don't I don't want why would I want to fast forward anyone's prime? I want to enjoy the ascent. I guess like to see them challenge the Warriors. I would say. Oh okay. I get it because you're I, like, I, like oh we I want to like I want to see if there's more to Antetokounmpo. I want right. to see it, how high Ben Simmons can get. These like kind of unique. See, Greek Freak screwed because that Bucks organization is terrible. Yeah, they don't know yeah, what they're. They mean, don't know what they're doing. I mean, it's, I want to hit rewind on Zebo. That's all I want. Oh, oh, see, there's a question. All right, moving on. Feeling Minnesota asks: Are the Lakers making a mistake by seemingly continually punting on the possibility of actually acquiring a star via trade? Instead, they're hoarding cap space under the assumption that they will sign one or two max superstar free agents. Basically, are they screwing up by waiting for free agency and not making trades, being aggressive on the market? Uh, no. I mean, I think it worked out perfectly for them, as we saw, as we already mentioned. So, I mean, I don't know who they would want to trade for. Like, like this seems like, should they have traded to get Paul George now? You know, maybe. I also think if you're going to get a guy like Magic Johnson, and that's... That's the reason you get him is because he's supposed to have cachet and sway with players, right? Mm-hmm. You have to at least see if he can actually back that up. So and trading will just get you in trouble there, you know? I think so. And I think if they do show the patience to wait to 2019 when there are lots of good players available, you know, that, that, that could be good for them. Like, I don't know who would get offered to them that they should say, oh, we, we got to do this. You know, like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine, like, don't trade for Kimball Walker. Like, Kimba's cool, but... You know he's he's at the he's at his apex. It's all down. Like mm-hmm. keep growing, and then if you have the chance, a couple of years, you know, see where you're at. Yeah, sign a superstar. Unless you're possible. Danny Ainge and you have like a poison pill pseudo superstar lurking, it's so hard to trade. So I I, I like the free agency bid. So superstar superstars, not right. really good players. Boogie, uh, you know, he was traded last year, and that's kind of a it was the big big trade story this season. We can call him a really good player. He, he's that's a fine. really good. He's a he's a superstar. Eh. Right. <laughs> Kyrie moved. He's a superstar, right? So we're we're looking. That hardly ever happens, though. That Pretty a superstar rare. goes. Although it's starting to happen. So so passing up well, on I mean, trades is probably Jimmy Butler. He's does he count as no. a superstar? Jimmy Butler's a superstar. Jimmy Butler is way better star. than Demarcus Cousins. Jimmy Butler goes to the T Wolves, and they go from a team that can't figure it out to awesome. But but uh, I guess you could say it was them growing. But there were, yeah, there's another season of finish, of finish your thought. But my thought basically is that you know they're the real way to. Uh, acquire a superstar. Sometimes trading for them has hin- hindered the franchise that has acquired the superstar. So Melo goes to New York. They trade half the f- the roster to get him, right. and the Knicks suck for a season and a half. You know, and well, no, the next year they were fine in New York, but that rest of that season they were terrible, and they couldn't make the do anything in the playoffs. I wouldn't stay on your Knicks tip. I think the most important thing is for the Lakers if they whiff on free agents. Don't do the Mari Stoudemire thing like the Knicks did and take like that next level of they, you don't have to spend that money. Right. One hundred percent will do that. You're right. Um let's move on. Uh Texie Mista asks, which style of global breakfast is your theoretical and or practical favorite? Theoretical? So, I mean, what does there's that even no mean? better pro- That means that English is his second language. Uh, <laughs> or probably third, fourth, or yeah, fifth. That dude speaks I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to slander the guy. He makes, he makes me feel so stupid. Um, <laughs> he's very smart. And, uh, but, the, I, but there's only one breakfast. Let's hear it. It's Cracker Barrel. The Great American. Oh! <laughs> the Great American Country Fried Steak. So with given your choice on the, on the globe. Most, most American On this flat answer. earth, you yeah. choose Cracker Barrel. I am a particular... In my lifestyle, though... I do uh, kind of uh, find the Spanish way of life kind of uh, oh. the most appealing to me. Siesta. You wake up, you get a little croissant, Forever. a couple Forever. pieces of cheese and fruit, and you go right away. It's not huge, but then at like 1030, you stop your entire day, go to a coffee bar, and then you eat some I more. will often, when I wake up, Chuck wakes up earlier, everyone wakes up earlier than me, <laughs> I will ask Chuck 
breakfast, question mark. Mm -hmm. And he will go, I've already had breakfast. About six to seven minutes later, Chuck will... Come back at me. Did you yet? I'm hungry again. <laughs> Second Chuck's breakfast a hobby, is a y'all. thing. I was so ready for you to say some kind of Irish thing. Keith, what do you think? Because I have the correct answer. Well, one of, one of my favorite breakfasts that I've had in my life is just a memory of a trip I was on in Guatemala. Mm. And, it, and it happened, I think, that I also was just starving. It was like, like, <laughs> that I mean, helps. I mean, literally famished. Like, didn't feel great. And just having, like, a, you know, from a street vendor, like, some, uh, some tortillas, some beans, some eggs, a little bit of chicken... Like that was that was incredible, and so I feel like that's my that's like my favorite. Honestly, it's not a sweet thing. It is just like a kind of kind of eggs and beans, you know, tortilla, a little hot sauce. Like that's a yeah. that's a killer breakfast for me. Fittingly, I got to go with uh, the French croissant. Oh, croissant! There, those croissant varietals. That's as good as breakfast gets. One last question: Monte World Peace asks. We know that Dwayne Wade is a sleeper agent from Pat Riley, but is Isaiah Thomas a sleeper agent from Danny Ainge as well? Who else on the Cavs might be there for the sole sake of making the Cavs worse? I that's for, a great question. So it's a hard question. Here I've thought about it. There's only one player in my head that I, it could make sense in my brain that it would work, and it's Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. He is a sleeper agent um, for the Beach Boys. Oh, right. He is related to Mike Love. He's related to Mike Love. So I, I think it wasn't. I think the Beach Boys plan, but it ended up working out wonderfully for him that Kevin Love goes to Cleveland and uh, makes Cleveland so awful that they uh, drop below Kokomo amongst the uh, list of That's where I don't want to go. <laughs> crappy uh, uh, American cities. And if you don't know that, since Kokomo is the biggest song probably the Beach Boys ever did, uh, they own 90% of the town of Kokomo, Indiana. I did not know that. Yeah, so if the... So if Kevin Love is Mike Love... Does that make Isaiah Thomas Dennis Wilson? It makes perfect sense. And then he's going to start hanging out with, like, the Manson family? Does that make the Manson family... Does that make Floyd Mayweather Charlie Manson in this scenario? Man, this Or maybe LeVar Ball is Charlie Manson. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And that's... The the Ball family is the Manson family. Uh, This is all coming together. I get it. Okay, cool. I get it. Oh, that's it. That's what happened. Keith, there's no need to speak. I think we're done. We've solved the riddle. I thought maybe it was Chetty Osman, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's our croissant questionnaire. If you'd like to send in a question, hit us up on Patreon first. Join our Slack chat. We have all kinds of fun stuff coming at you every single week. Yeah, you can join there. That uh, You get access to the exclusive content John just mentioned. We've really been stepping up. Uh, shout out Monte World Peace again uh, with creating some funny videos. You got the power rankings, the ever-popular Slack chat. So if you want to join all that, the Slack chat's $3 a month. You can get all of that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. One more time, that's patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? I can't stop looking at the Miami Heat city jerseys. Yeah, I now have five Miami Heat. I went from zero to five Heat shirts. And he's an like he's a apostle. He's like giving out Heat uh, white Heat. I bought myself and Chuck a Miami Heat city Vice City basketball. It's incredible. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. They're so beautiful, and I like a lot of the other ones too. I've uh, also gotten a. Giannis Cream, Cream City one. Mm, that one's fun. That sounds sexy. The Kings look amazing now. Basketball's beautiful to look at. Yeah. I was going to say that this, uh, you getting all these Miami White Heat, White Knight, whatever they want to call it. Uh, Vice City. I keep naming movies. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's it. Like, uh, it's uh, James Elroy books. The, and the, yeah. <laughs> Cocaine Cowboy <laughs> jerseys. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like this Cocaine is a, God. I feel like this is a very dangerous time for our Memphis Grizzlies to be tanking. You bet your balls it is, Keith. Because Because every other team is so appealing right You bet now. your tiny little just, balls. He's so easy to jump ship. I'm in, I mean, like, I'm watching the Grizzlies. Who buy, <laughs> Have you been to Miami? Who buy, there are girls there, man. Who buy, by, the, by the way, the Grizzlies city jerseys, they suck. They're terrible. They have a cool story behind them. Yes. But forget that. So they have a story that goes back to the civil rights era. And that's that's an important part of history. But if you need a story to explain why your jersey is good, that's not a good jersey. Your jersey is supposed to be good when you look at. And then if you have a story behind it, that makes it amazing. 
just having one or the other isn't super great. So, like, yeah, here, here John and I are trying to hold tight and faithful to our Memphis Grizzlies mm. when the Miami Heat are winning ball games, those incredible jerseys. Love it. The Utah Jazz are undefeated, and they're wearing crazy-looking jerseys. Donovan Mitchell. Those are the... Uh, I still like it. Those jerseys look like someone got stabbed in the stomach in a yellow jersey. You got a little orange up top, and then it gets darker and darker as you get onto the legs as the blood pools up. Some of these jerseys, like as much as I love them, don't work unless they have the special courts. And then some of them don't work because the team didn't change anything. So that is the big problem with the Miami Heat ones. Yeah, I agree. Why didn't they change the court? They They need need to change everything. They need to change the court. I think that I would love for Miami's color scheme permanently to change to uh some that are terrible the, the i think the blazers ones are terrible yeah, i like them I mean, you can't you can't see anything yeah, it's just all like just, just muddled dark that's detail it's all in the details mm. the the, the hawks one are those supposed to be the the predator don't the hawks font? Are, yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> weird there is a lot of weird stuff so that like they're not they're, they're not all perfect. One thing I'm not liking also so Fox Sports is doing this right, like the Fox Sports regional channels. Right, they're getting change the uh, they're the changing cryon. the score the, the, the yeah. yeah the scoreboards look look perfect. Where like when the Heat are playing, they have the the bright pink neon. Uh, the NBC affiliates are not doing it, and we're we're getting some terrible Sacramento Kings games where they're wearing blue and there's purple on the scoreboard. There's no purple anywhere on the court. Get these things right. Yeah, I, I want the Kings. Uh, like some of the teams just need to reset. And aren't the Heat selling like a bajillion of these jerseys? They're, they're uh, making so much money. The the Dwayne Wade one was put out, and I think it sold out in in it like. I tried to get Chuck a, a, one of the hats, and they all sold out instantly. Mm-hmm. Man, they're gonna be able to buy a Mickey Harrison a new cruise ship. Ooh, mm-hmm. we'll get the carnival. Uh, the carnival uh, consent. Uh, lack yeah, of yeah, consent. I was, I was gonna make. I also was get going that to make Greg a rape Norman joke. boat. Chuck beat me to the rape joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best thing. Speaking of those Utah Jazz city Me jerseys, too. I got to say, the Utah Jazz are incredible. I think I love them. I love them, too. I think I am smitten. Uh, this, is very, <laughs> this is very awkward. I forgot I had ordered some Denver Nuggets socks. Woo! They came in the mail today, right. and I You're opened them. them. I felt bad. I was like, I just, I just pledged my heart to the Utah Jazz. And specifically... I, I'm I'm a what I'm doing is I'm st- I'm taking my Grizz fandom and merging it with my my Jazz fandom now. So I'm so I'm a Grizz fan. Mm. <laughs> or the so, Jizz. Oh, exactly. No! That was the uh, <laughs> that was the one that you was missed. the second side of joke. Put it on the T for you. <laughs> so uh Donovan Mitchell, he's the first rookie to lead his team in scoring during a 10-game winning streak since Wilt Chamberlain. Whoa. Yeah. He is the only the only rookie who has matched or exceeded Donovan Mitchell's current averages in points, rebounds, assists, and steals for 36 minutes, Michael Jordan. Jeffrey. That one's from uh, Andy Bailey. He has multiple 40 points game, 40 point games as a rookie. The only guys to do that are Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Larry Bird, Blake Griffin, and someone named Jay Vincent, wow. who I think is a star of uh, I think world's greatest athlete. I thought he was on Saturday Night Live. Yep. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has 18 games already, uh, 25 plus points. Every other Jazz rookie in the last 35 years has 15 combined. Carmelo had seven. Gordon Hayward had one. He's trash. Is he going to uh, take Ben Simmons' rookie of the year trophy that he already uh, had? In his the person? players are on Don Don's side. Uh, there's, uh, I think, Instagram comments from Boogie and Demar that are like, "That's the rookie of the year." Right now, there's no. I don't think there's any question. He's I'm the, going he's, to answer in song. Oh well, here's the thing about Ben Simmons: he's not as good as Donovan, and Donovan <laughs> Mitchell is the best at playing basketball. This is silly. And if he loses Rookie of the Year, I'm going to kill you all. Is this Gertie Gertie? Oh, it's the Zodiac Killer. Oh, okay. I really hope you guys are listening on two uh, <laughs> X speed. I thought and that went by that faster been... than it went by for me. Oh, that was forever. <laughs> if I can get a Zodiac reference in, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Uh, I still think Ben Simmons <laughs> has a claim to it, but it's getting harder and harder and harder. Being the primary scoring option on a team that it's fighting for the playoffs, right. which Donovan Mitchell doing, is doing, the I think is so much in his more benefit. impressive. And, I mean, going back just to just to the, the, the basic simpleness of the people who vote for the Rookie of the Year, he scores the most points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he done has most points. Uh, but, but Ben Simmons, I was thinking about this. Doesn't it seem harder 
Well, I think to me it seems harder to be a scorer as a rookie than it is to be like a table setter and rebounder. In my mind, and this could be wrong. I could be wrong here. Like I feel like Lonzo Ball when he played and Ben Simmons what he's doing, which is getting great numbers, but not having to score at all and not being able to score very much. I was going to me, argue like against you, thing. but then I thought of Michael Carter Williams and defeated my own argument. And <laughs> I mean, weird. I'm not. I'm not sure. It, it, like Ben Simmons also is incredible and he's a huge important cog to the Sixers being good this year. But I am swept away by Donovan Mitchell fever. I think he's incredible. And the fact that he's doing it, like he's taking over these fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. He murdered the Blazers. Where like good. they all knew it was going to be Donovan Mitchell and he just single handedly did it all. Like he's playing great defense. I mean, leading in steals and points you know, as the rookie and all those other, you know, random stats I threw out. I'm blown away. The Jazz, I think you're I think you're my uh you're you're my new team. Nuggets, you can still fight for my heart. Grizzlies, I'm done with you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> just taking a break though. <laughs> Quit tripping. I'm really angry. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really easy to get I don't angry, I though. don't even have a cream of wheat this week. I'm just gonna cede the floor to you two so you can vent. Well, how about you give us a steak and eggs first? Oh, did I have a steak and eggs? Oh yeah. How about this? So Ray Allen. Right, we all remember when Ray Allen and Paul Pierce squashed their beef post uh, 2012. Ray leaving the Celtics and joining the Miami Heat, and what could have been the easiest decision of his life. Uh, but during Paul Pierce's Jersey retirement recently, everyone showed up. Doc Rivers showed his face. Uh, Rondo, bunch of bunch of old Celtics. Ray was nowhere to be seen. Guess where he was? On the golf court course. With uh, George Lopez. <laughs> and, side note, little anecdote, George Lopez got a hole-in-one that day, which is kind of a cool... Worth it. Yeah, like, I would much... You don't see that every day. I would much rather watch George Lopez, uh, <laughs> what happens after he hits an old, a hole-in-one than some sort of, like, Paul Pierce fellatio event at uh, TD Garden. That uh, TD Garden got a little dark. As LeBron and the new look Cavs storming through like Vikings. Yeah. Just pillaging and taking whatever they wanted. That's unsustainable. Taco Bell breakfast right there. Those guys, they're gonna they'll peter out. Well, this segs quite nicely into our cream of wheat worst of the week. Because I'm also laughing. Laughing <laughs> at Paul Pierce. Laughing. Paul Poo Pants Pierce. So he uh, Clamors <laughs> gets his special night basically moved because of Isaiah Thomas coming back, uh-huh. and they get slaughtered. Love it. Yeah, also by the pr- Cavs. It was pretty cool how they actually traded away Isaiah Thomas, so he wouldn't even be there. That the whole thing didn't even have the to. The whole thing wouldn't even have to happen. It was kind of happen. kind of awesome. For, uh, but you, you guys hate Paul Pierce, and also oh, Chuck yeah. and John. Robert Paul Pierce. Pierce what are you saying, man? He's kind. Robert, Robert Parrish Pierce. comes out and says Paul Pierce, uh, best offensive Celtic of all time, and also said uh, most creative. Behind Antoine Walker? Come on. I mean, Paul Pierce is not a better offensive player than Larry Bird. He's not a better offensive player than John Havlicek. No. Uh, and if you want to talk about creative, he's certainly not more creative than Larry Bird. And he's certainly not more creative than the other player you played next to. <laughs> Kevin McHale, probably the most creative low post scorer, or at least the most innovative at the time. F- furthermore, okay, I, I've got it. Here we go. Robert Parrish got himself a FedEx package right before he went on the TV and said that. Uh, full of what? Well, uh, you know, Chief B. Chongan. Chief Keefe. Yeah. Okay, all is forgiven. Oh, yeah. It's all I forgot. Week. Robert Parrish, you high. Yeah. Uh, I, I was called Chief uh, a few times in basketball Chief Parrish, with, the, with that Parrish on the back, back go, of the buddy. jersey. I wore, I wore double zero. Hell, first, yeah, you did. My first couple years as a l- little kid. But I want everybody to know this since we're talking about Paul Pearson and, and uh, you know, his uh, – Elevation into the uh, rafters at, uh, in Boston. I want to remind everyone that he did uh, his pants uh, in a playoff game and claimed to have hurt himself. Got wheelchair to Look, the locker room. Pooped, Paul Pierce is my least favorite player, back. but that is just smart. Wait, if you poop yourself, if you poop yourself, you need some kind of reason to get back there. I get it. I that's get it. just that's you, just court awareness. No, I don't, I don't. I don't believe this conspiracy theory. I love it. And here's why. Of course, I've, I don't I, either. But go ahead. Well, because if I poop photos. my pants, right. I'm not about to have people carry me off. Oh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, because like, that kind of pulls your butt apart. No, and that, that, yeah, you look at those. No. I mean, he's wearing compression but, pants, but, 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 he got wheeled off. 
He got carried off by four guys at one point. That's yeah, why but they put him right into a wheelchair right where the brown spot is obscured. Yeah. The, if you're lifted, because uh, he, was, he was carried in a weird, like, seated position, it, you know, it, you can't see his butthole or the, the dookie crease that all this grease is coming but out Keith of. But Keith is right. They did pull his legs Kinda, apart. I don't, I don't buy So, Paul Pierce. I've seen the dude who stained photos. If you guys don't yeah, yeah. believe the facts, I'm not going to. I actually definitely sharded. I think that was Kurt Schilling's blood. Uh, <laughs> the have you ever seen blood in the moonlight? <laughs> Paul Pierce, quite black. If they don't make the trade for the big three, Paul Pierce is what? He's the high scoring guy on on bad teams. Like for they, a long they, time. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Mm. I li- I liked Paul Pierce. Actually, I've always really liked Paul Pierce. I didn't even know he was so widely disliked until like I joined NBA Twitter a couple years ago. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't know so many people disliked him. I, I thought he was a cool player. Like uh, I think I, I liked his game a lot. I think like five years ago I posted on Twitter that uh, Paul Pierce is a hobo who bathes in cat urine. Yeah, like I mean yeah. Paul Pierce. This is, is long standing hatred for him. Yeah, he's. he's he he's easy to just like if you're predisposed that way, but but more importantly, like the way he handled, uh, he got his comeuppance because that had to be miserable, miserable, doing his tribute night after getting waxed by the. Should New they have Cavs. done it at halftime before the game? What? What's the answer? Apparently, right. he wanted as much time as he could get. Yeah, he thought people would just stick around and just uh, like oh, all. Choice. Yeah, they would all like toast him and and tell stories. Um, up. Here's the I'm not a, a Paul Pierce hater. There are things about him that I uh, enjoy. I think he is part of one of the greatest uh, jokes on the Chappelle Show ever. Um, do you remember that the skit where they, you know, when you were young, you would shoot a shot and you'd be like Jordan, and then they went through all the modern players, and it was Rasheed Wallace smoking weed in a car. <laughs> Rasheed Wallace, Kobe throwing a condom. You know, Kobe. <laughs> and then it was Paul Pierce getting stabbed. <laughs> Don't forget, he got stabbed like multiple times once. It's incredible. This is, uh, you know, this is my kind of, uh, I, I like to do this sort of remembrance of a great NBA player, all of the embarrassing and awful moments that happened to them during their career. Uh, I'm going to go to my cream of wheat. We haven't even really touched on the trade deadline. You know, I covered it some with Dave DeFore, but we haven't talked about it. I don't. My worst thing. Here we go. Easily. Buckle up, y'all. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies refusing to trade Tyreek Evans. I'm not going to stop talking about this. Incredible. This is why we have a podcast, John. We could have Emmanuel Moutier and a second rounder right now. I don't even want Emmanuel Moutier. Be that as it may. Dude, Alfred Payton would look good in a Grizzly Shut uniform. up! You got a second, a second round pick for him? I don't understand. So the Memphis Grizzlies, is, I think all of, our, all of our listeners already know. You know, like they, they send him home. They're like, we're going to trade them. The Grizzlies are tanking. The Grizzlies are locked in the incredible tankathon battle. Mm-hmm. Eight teams, you cannot discern them. And even the Knicks on the outside thinking about jumping in. Like, it's going to be crazy. So, every loss is important. Let's just restock the coffers for the future. Right. Everyone, now I'm repeating myself, everyone who follows basketball closely was pretty sure the Grizzlies were not going to get a first round draft pick. Right. So two seconds is not at that bad, point. Though. Two seconds is good. Mark Anything St- is good. Mark Stein on like uh, Dunkton was talking about how the price for all these picks has gone way up, and just you saw like just getting a second round pick was hard. The Hawks thought they could get a second round pick for Marco Bellinelli, but they couldn't right. because of the massive buyout market. There just wasn't the appetite for teams to trade because there's going to be no cap room next year. So the price for all these picks has gone up. And the Grizzlies still said, right. no, I don't want two second-round picks, making it worse. Uh, Chris Wallace saying things like, what do you say to the fans who are upset? He says, well, I say they should stop paying attention to all that media garbage. Uh, John Hollinger on Locked on Grizzlies saying, we just couldn't get that excited about like the 50th pick in 2020. Why not? Yeah. You, the Suns traded the second-round pick that the Grizzlies had to pay the Suns to take Troy Daniels. <laughs> they used that pick to get a free trial run of Alfred Payton. Right. And his what if the Grizzlies hair. want to, oh, I don't know, unload Ben McLemore's contract next year? Mm. You know what would do that? Second round picks. Pretty easy. Like, what if next year the Grizzlies actually have played out their dream scenario and they're actually kind of good and they're coming down to the trade deadline and a nice role player has become available? How can we acquire this role player? Oh, I don't know. Maybe 2020 second round picks. 
Keith, would you like my Stockholm Syndrome line of reasoning that maybe this will make things better? For the sake of this show, sure, John. (laughs) Maybe, just maybe, we'll be even worse with Tyreek playing. You know, that is. I thought about it, like, because Mark doesn't seem to like him at all. (laughs) He doesn't. Tyreek does not hang out with the team, right? Like he hasn't, because he's going to leave. He's not a good player. But they are. When he's on the court, they're at least ten points per possession better. Right. They they won at least. I think they've won the last fifteen games they played. They won like eight of them or something. It's not that's not, not good for tanking. I'm Patty Hurst. I'm just trying to like help rob the bank at this point. I need a line of reasoning that doesn't make me watch more jazz games. And, and then the, games. and then the next line of reasoning, the one that everyone has latched onto and is and is like decided this is the new angle we're taking, which was never even discussed or thought of before. Like they've they've switched direction once again as a franchise, saying, "Well, now we can bring them back for our mid level exception because Lou Williams signed for less than the mid level, so we'll use up our entire mid level." This also gives me nightmares. That we're banking on this career best two months of Tyreek Evans being the best thing we ever see going Jesus. forward. The last guy they signed for the full MLE, <laughs> we just bought out. It was Brandon Wright. And this doesn't get enough, this doesn't get enough play. I mean, Brandon Wright, super great professional guy, friend of the program, even. Good, good guy. He played sixty. What's he played sixty-five games as a Grizzly in three years, coming Jeez, off that Western Conference okay. semifinal loss to the Warriors. The Grizzlies had a single way to improve their team. That's really bad for the audio, John. I don't know if you uh, know that. Uh, they had a single way to improve their team. They're like, let's use our full mid-level exception on Brady Wright. That is a disastrous free agent decision that doesn't even get brought up. I need a paper bag in the grand scheme of like Grizzly screw-ups. And to, to show this team that doesn't understand the value of first-round picks. Two years ago, they traded away a future first owned by the Clippers for Roddy Zagarach and Deontay Davis. <laughs> they traded a future first away for what did they trade away for, Chuck? Two second round picks. Yeah. <laughs> like to now say second round picks aren't important what is you, crazy. I wish I was filming. This is so, uh, this is what you what you guys don't know who are listening. Keith is standing in front of a cork board, and there's a bunch of red strings. It's like Charlie Day and <laughs> Always Sunny. Look at me, listen to me. There's a Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, oh, but God. Keith is. I've, I've, I've. I wish I, I had the uh, attention to detail to make one of those yeah, no. serial killer boards. So Keith, I've known for years now, and and I've watched him be angry at things. Uh, this is a. This is. I've heard him on three different. Uh, Podcasts and, <laughs> and recordings. <laughs> he has not run the, out of the fire. Has not very well informed ire. You know, this might be my new angle. Keith this is, have, uh, this this is, is a renewable like, energy. I'm, 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 I'm Keith getting, Alex I'm, Jones. Yeah, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting booked for things. This might be my Breitbart <laughs> angle. Right. We're gonna start hearing rumors. Uh, he's Keith's not really like that. It's an act. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he actually doesn't. So believe Keith, have you heard you know, like Chris Wallace is like saying like maybe fans shouldn't listen to the radio? Or? I heard him say it. <laughs> He's speaking specifically about you. Keith's eyes are blood red, bro. He hasn't slept in a week. I haven't seen him that mad since that jerk tricked him into eating that hot chip. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is, I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I just got really depressed listening to you. It's not helpful for anything. Your, your blood pressure, I'm sure is through the roof. no. Whew, this got somber quickly. Well, here's here's the thing. How about what if and, and I know it probably won't happen. When do the jazz play again? What if what if <laughs> what if uh Tony Allen comes back to Memphis? Wouldn't that be free fun, agent? Huh? He's a free agent. I took a screenshot of him on that, that Bulls NBA.com Bulls roster. Yeah. Number twenty five, Tony yeah. Allen. He was on that's how many Never minutes. suited up. I don't think they even made him a jersey. <laughs> that was how many minutes he was on the team, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, let's move on. You guys been playing that draft app? I know John is back you know it. on there. Draft.com slash fast break. I've been playing. I took that one day off. It's everything I needed. Resetted the system. See, that's what I did too. I'm back on that winning ways. If you guys want to download the draft app, you can play daily fantasy, but the way it's set up is you do a snake draft. It only takes a couple minutes. The draft itself is super fun. And then that's your lineup for the night. You're not playing against pros. You're not playing against sharks because it isn't worth their time. You get to play against us. Yeah. And so the way we do it, we just play against our listeners. 
I'm on there as Fast Break Breakfast is my username. So if you download, the I don't new- even know my username. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll try to figure <laughs> it out. Probably my name. So we've been playing against our listeners again. If you use our code Fast Break, you get a free three dollar entry into a game. I mainly just play the one dollar games. It's nah. super cheap. It's super easy. It's completely legal. You can use your PayPal just to put some money in there. And you can go play to- for way more than that. And you can play for way more than that if you're if you're Jumber. So go to draft.com slash fastbreak. Use our code fastbreak. Again, the draft app, highly recommend it. It's been part of my daily basketball routine for almost three weeks now. I've made $210. That's pretty good. I'm up eight units. Woo! That's, is, that's the right way to talk about it. Eight dollars. That can mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scattered, smothered, covered. What are some other things we're seeing across the NBA? Well, Kimball Walker made the All-Star game. I saw that finally. Third alternate style. How far down the pecking order they had to go? You think Chris Middleton was next? How many, how many more picks away was Chris Middleton, John? <laughs> Future Grizzly. This is like a crossover sports. This is like Kerry Collins and Vince Young making the Pro Bowl as Titans. I swear to God, if you don't stop, I'm going to talk about the Jazz for the rest of the whole podcast. Joe Ablo Inglace. He's well, the best player in the world. He's, <laughs> he's, he's uh, leading the league in three points. I know shooting. you guys out there. I know you guys were thinking he was overpaid when he signed that huge deal this summer. Oh, the handball heartthrob is amazing. 60% during this streak. 60% from three during this streak. Crazy. Rodney th- Hood has opened opened the world what if he, for Joe and Grace. I don't understand how the Jazz are scoring 70 points in halves with the lineup they're rolling out there. <laughs> Ricky Rubio was, was averaging 19 points a game, shooting over 50% for the first eight games. He didn't even play the last two And games. then they still rule. And they're still scoring 65 points second halves every time. The hurdy-gurdy man's unstoppable. They all got... Uh, Royce Young, shout out. Who is Royce Young? He started. Who is he? Oh, wait. That's the writer. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, yeah. (laughs) Who is he? They all are. I'd never heard his name ever, and he played great defense at the end of that game. I heard heard a rumor of why the Jazz are doing so well. Oh, really? Yeah, they all got uh, magical underwear in the mail. Uh, They're wearing it under their jerseys. Magical glasses, maybe, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No caffeine. There's, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on in the NBA right now. Uh, the Punch Brothers saga continues on different teams. No. Oh, You've yeah. got Marotic playing out of his mind, or maybe not out of his mind, but being a really good contributor for the Pelicans. And then you have... Uh, Marotic is a roller coaster. Bobby Portis, destroyer <laughs> of worlds. He's so bad sometimes. Yeah, he destroyed Tim Frazier and then destroyed Thomas Sadoransky. His list of victims is growing. Who's next? Did he not get... Uh, who took out Chris Dunn? Would, Chris was, Dunn took himself was, out. Was Portis anywhere near that? Can Probably. He get, can he get blamed at all? His gravitas. Mm. Chris yeah. Dunn's finally coming back after getting his teeth jammed into his brain. <laughs> Leaving uh, tooth prints on the hardwood. Ooh, the Novocaine You kid. mentioned Emmanuel Moutier earlier. Right. Do you, do you like the Knicks giving him a test drive? Absolutely. A, fr- a free trial? What is wrong with it? Nothing at all, I guess. I mean, the Knicks are basically done this season. Might as well take him for a spin. I like how when the Knicks uh, when the Knicks are have you seen that uh, Moutier and Nilakina's uh, numbers are basically identical? <laughs> They're the same player. So this is scary. Yeah, I like Kylo Quinn tweeting uh, when they got Moutier being A like bar mitzvah badass. Being himself. like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. hey, bro, you cut back door. We'll tell you more about that when you get here. To make it sound kind of dirty yeah, for, for kinda, no reason. Kinda, like, everyone knows what a backdoor cut Kyle is, Kyle. Quinn, this goes back many seasons, but his Twitter game is bizarre. Well, he normally just, just goes with the long acronyms. Yeah. Him choosing to spell it out. Did he say he you didn't. cut back door? Or did he just say YCBD? <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, TJ McConnell, triple double, getting all kinds of love. I don't know. Ha- I was going to have a game of scones for this. There's only been 10 other players. Oh, give it to us. All right, you guys want to do it? Do you hear that song? Okay, guys. What is it? He had a triple-double with six steals off the bench, I might add. But a triple-double with six steals has only happened ten other times this century. Chuck, Keith, you have three strikes only. Name those other ten trip-doubles with six steals. Keith, I'm going to let you go first. Who you got? Uh, Michael Jordan. This century, Keith. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to give you a duo. Sorry, Chuck. I did not I'm, listen. I, okay. I did hear that when you said it the first time because I paid attention, but I'll let it. I'll let it go. Oh, is your phone uh, dead or something, Chuck? All Sorry. right, <laughs> uh, Keith, go ahead. I'm giving you a redo. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd has done it twice and wow. is the only guy to do it for different teams. Ooh. Chuck, let's go. Russell Westbrook. He had to have done it once, huh? 
has never done it. That's first weird. Strike. That doesn't weird. play defense, Chuck. Ah, but he goes for weird steals. He does uh, go yeah. for the weird steals. Uh was he still around? David Robinson? No, ma'am. Too late. Too That's late. That's a strike for Keith. Strike for I'm me. going. Strike for uh, Chuck. Uh, Timberly Duncan. Another strike mm. for Chuck. Guys, come on. There are a lot of guards on this list. All right. All right. Let's go. One guy has done it thrice. What? And he one time did it, I'm gonna go did it twice in the same month. Chris the, Paul. That's correct. That's the thrice. All right. All did right. it twice in January of 2009 and once more in 2006. This feels Chuck, do not lose. This is it. LeBron. No. Well, did, Guards, damn you. What the, All right. Let's finish the list. Chuck has lost. Keith has won. Mike Bibby in 2000. Would have never gotten Never. It. John Wall in 2010. Okay. Uh, probably. And then this one, I feel like you should have gotten Ray John Rondo. Ah, uh, Rondo. Uh, of course. Rondo. The forwards who did it, Chris Weber. And the one, the only, bring it back to AK-47, Andre Karolinka. Karolinka. Uh, of course, Karolinka. I, I thought you guys were going to guess Karolinka. should have been the first. Yeah. should have been the first guess. I don't feel as bad now hearing that list. I felt that's like I was, I was uh, choking under the time, the time crunch. Yeah. Speaking of time crunch, now it's time to move to the awards ceremony of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, which is given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week, we have several honorable mentions. Kelly Oubre, 3 for 14. Josh Jackson, 4 for 18. Spencer Didwitty going big, 5 for 22. Dame Lillard, 6 for 22. And Bradley Beal with the rarely seen 7 for 27. Three nominees this week presented in chronological order. Terry Rogier, Terry Untouchable Rogier. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Terry. In a loss to the Pacers, 1 for 11. 10 points, one board, three assists, two steals, no turnovers, one foul. Goran, I'm definitely an all-star Dragic. And a win against the Bucks, also one for 11. Six points, two rebounds, three assists, no turnovers, one personal foul. And then Nick, no one will trade for me, Batum. And a loss to the Raptors, 0 for 10. Two points, three boards, five assists, one steal, also no turnovers, two personal fouls. And Nick Batum is a notorious stat-hunting ball-punching lunatic. Frenchman as well. Mm. That is the killing stroke. Nick Batum is my vote. (laughs) Yeah, let's go with that frog. (laughs) I feel like our episode today has been a little more uh, USA-centric. We are. It is the Olympics. Olympics. Jingoistic. There's some jingoism. Tax all Jim Duggan. Ho! (laughs) Chuck, what's your favorite ethnic breakfast? I pick America. I pick America. That's right. You know what? I wouldn't even... Shout out patron-only Slack chat uh, listener, power listener Matt, for pointing out how uh, he finds the, the... Aisle on Kroger labeled ethnic to be uncomfortable. Yeah, it it's weird. labeled international. Yeah, it's, no, it's not even true. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think it depends on your Kroger. I think it's like, yeah. I think it depends on whoever's managing that Kroger. There's a lot of leeway. <laughs> anyway, uh, congratulations. We'll give it to Nick Batum, this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award winner. All right, par fadeaway. What are we looking forward to in the next week? It's dunk contest time. Do we have time for another game of scones? Uh, no. All right. Oh, man. Well, that's, that's, uh, whoever got excited for it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna throw my lot in with the uh, Graz team member Donovan Mitchell. I'm rooting Graz, it's, and I love the dunk contest Gizlies. even when it brings me down. Mm. The Donovan Mitchell is going to be taking over, much like following the steps of Michael Jordan. Oh! His uh, rookie year dunk contest. All the pieces mm. fit. All the pieces fit. So I'm going with, uh, I don't go, no, while well, the rest of the league has been going crazy trying to uh, build their rosters and the Cavs are, you know, basically wholesale restarting with their team. Uh, the Warriors are just like around. They're like going and having uh, the players coach the game. Steve Kerr just gave player Andre, coach Reggie Dunlop, David had, West had uh, Andre Iguodala. So, but uh, I saw a number on, on the internet. Somebody said the, the uh, player coaches have a hundred percent win percentage and they're uh, plus 49 in the minutes that they're coaching. Boy, the Suns were mad about that guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe uh, don't lose by 40. The Warriors already did this the year before with Luke yeah. Walton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, I feel like this happens more than we think, and we just notice more because we have such a attention to detail nowadays yeah. in the social media era, well, which I it, love, but it, the, I can see The how. real story was while, uh, while Draymond was drawing up a play, uh, Kevin Durant was giving Whatever. My my parfait away is looking forward to ABC Saturday night to hear Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy pontificate about the player coaching nonsense. I'm uh, just kidding. That's going to be uh, the worst thing. Uh, no, I'm actually looking forward to the final round of buyouts, which will be stretched out over the entire like next month. The buyout season is crazy. We already had some people, Brandon Wright, Joe Johnson, moving on to teams. Joe like, Johnson going to not clutch city, giving him that that guy who could take the last shot. Yeah, uh, yeah, that could be good. Uh, also, someone to maybe take the uh, you know like the team huddles away from Chris Paul and his uncomfortable Ooh. yelling at people. But I, I'm I'm excited to see what players like the teams give up on. Like, will Vince Carter decide maybe I don't want to be on this team anymore? Maybe I can come join. Uh, the Warriors or, or, or someone. Maybe Very it's interesting wrinkle there. To go across the bay. I'm never sure how multiple year buyouts work, but because Vince Carter signed through next year. So I'm excited to see where these rest of these. I think NBA it just gets players, really expensive. Uh, line up, end up. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. We got to get out of here. Support our show at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Remember to download the draft app at draft.com slash fast break use the code fast break for free three dollar game you can follow us on twitter at fast break break like us on facebook all right you guys are the best thanks for listening and remember breakfast is the most important thing yeah never apologize for being tng fast break break man you understand